0: Welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so excited that you join us today. And wherever you're listening from or whenever you're listening to this, we hope that you are encouraged. And if you ever want to join us in person, you can always join us at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. But we love you and we hope that you're encouraged today. excited for today. Thanks for being here, guys. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk about something today that's been on my heart for a long time because I think it's a principle in the Bible that we can apply to any area of our lives. Like if you listen to today and you truly understand what we're going to talk about today, a year from now, five years from now, uh, six weeks from now, your life can look drastically different. So Get out your phone, get out some paper, get out a pen, take some notes today. Today's not a day you just want to sit and listen. You want to participate today because you can use what you're learning today like literally as soon as you leave here, all right? And the Bible says that if you take notes in church, you get to go to heaven, all right? So if y'all do that, listen, I didn't write the Bible. I just get to preach the Bible. That's what it says in there. It doesn't really say that, but you're going to be a better person if you do. And we're going to talk about that concept in a second. All right. So I was reading a book earlier this year called The Seven Laws of the Harvest by a guy named John Lawrence. And uh, this book sparked something in me to begin to look at what does it look like? What does the Bible teach about planting and harvesting? What does the Bible teach about planting and harvesting? And I'm not talking about from a practical level. I'm not a farmer. I have no desire to be a farmer. My in were farmers for years, and anytime we when we lived in Florida, we would come visit at any time we would come back my in-laws would just take it as free labor and they'd be like, hey, we got to go pick all the beans, the green beans outside. You want to come help? And I'm like, I can't say no. They Let me stay here for free. And I would go out and I'm telling you, uh, this isn't practical farming tips. This is spiritual farming tips for you. All right. And this, and it does still require work. I just want to let you know, but I think it's going to be great. But let me ask you this question first. And it's not a trick question. All right. So I'm going to ask this question. I'm not trying to trick you. So don't overthink this. All right, uh, Caitlin was just so kind enough to let me borrow, this is a bowling ball, right? It's pretty heavy, you bowl with this thing? Look at you, Uh uh-oh. I hope there wasn't anything in there that could break. All right, so this is a bowling ball right here. It weighs, how much does this weigh? 10 pounds right here. Now, let me ask this question. I'm not gonna do this, because now I'm afraid I'm gonna break it if I do this. You sure? Okay, I'll buy you a new one if it breaks. If I were to drop this right now, what would happen to this ball? It would what? It would leave my hand, and then where would it go? Okay. Why? Gravity. And Do we ever question gravity, by the way? No, no. Like, we never feel like, man, if I throw this ball in the air, it's just going to keep going, right? Like, it's going to float into space. Of course not. We don't think that. Why? Because we understand Gravity. We understand that there are laws in place. Like there are things, there are laws of physics. There's laws of motion. I tried to study these things before I wrote this this week and it was too advanced for me, but I just can tell you this. If I drop this ball, it will fall. Why? Because of gravity. That's just the way things work. We never, I'm not going to drop it. I'm terrified to drop this thing right now. Should I drop it? I'm not dropping it. Okay, I'll drop it later. Too much work to get it down now. Get it back up. But we, we don't question these things. We don't question gravity. We don't question motion. A lot of us, that's how quarter, not a lot of us, but that's how we, when we watch football, there's never been a quarterback that's thrown a football and it just kept sailing into space. No, because there's laws of physics. And they intuitively, and we intuitively know these laws of physics, God kind of baked it into our minds a little bit. And we know that when certain things happen, certain other things happen, and there' are laws of motion, they're laws of physics, that's how science works. Now, give me a PhD, somebody, uh, that just, I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what happens, right? Like, there's We don't question these laws of science. We don't question the laws of physics. We don't question gravity. Well, there's also some laws kind of laid out in Scripture that are just as true, and I'm not talking about mosaic laws. I'm talking about things like principles, like there are laws in the Bible that we can follow. One of these things that we're going to talk about today is the laws of the harvest, The laws of the harvest. Here's what it says in Galatians chapter six, starting in verse seven, it says this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who only live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good, because at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. How many of y'all have heard me say that over the last two years? Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. This is our foundation today. I wanna talk to you today about the laws of the harvest, the seven laws of the harvest that we can find in scripture. The Bible says this, says this in the verse, in that verse, you will always harvest what you plant. You can't get around it. It's a law in the Bible. You will always harvest what you plant. So let's get started. Y'all ready today? The seven laws of the harvest. The first one is this. We harvest what we did not plant. That's law number one. We harvest what we did not. Plants, And this has two different aspects to it. This has a positive side and a negative side. And you can see this in all the laws. There's a positive side of the law. There's a negative side of the law. This one, there's a positive side to this law. And it's so encouraging. There are certain blessings that we receive from God only because he's a good father. You didn't plant the seeds to get that blessing. You didn't, but you get to reap the harvest of some things that you did not plant. It says this in Matthew chapter 6. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store foods in barns for their heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Listen, there are certain things Bible verses telling us like, listen, do you don't ever see birds worrying about where they're going to get their next meal? You don't see flowers worrying about, man, I hope it rains today. No, no, no. The God takes care of them and God also takes care of you. You get to reap certain blessings and you get to harvest certain things that you did not even plant. You get to reap those benefits. Why? Because God is a loving father. I don't know what your view of God is, but let me tell you right now, God is the perfect father. He's a loving father, he cares for you, he wants to bless you, he wants you, he wants good things for your life, I can promise you that. And you get to reap the harvest of things that you didn't get to plant all because he's a good father. But the opposite is also true. We also get to reap the harvest of seeds we didn't plant and they're not so good. That's why you see generational things go through families. Maybe your dad had an anger issue and your anger issue is a little bit worse. Maybe your mom was super cynical and all of a sudden it's all of a sudden it's trained you to be even more cynical than she was. You're reaping a harvest that you did not plant. You're reaping a harvest that you did not plant. You grew up in a family that had alcohol abuse. The next thing you know, that's something that you struggle with. Well, you're reaping a harvest that you might ne- not necessarily planted, but you're suffering the consequences from someone else's seed that they've sown. Does that make sense? So the first law we have to understand is that we will harvest things that we don't plant good and bad. We will harvest things that we didn't plant. The second law that we're going to look at today is we harvest the same kind that we plant. So not only do we harvest stuff we don't plant, but we also harvest the same kind that we plant. This is so important for us to understand. Listen to me. So many of us, many of us want our life to look different, but we're unwilling to change what we're doing to get a different life you're unwilling to do what it takes to harvest that for some of us we want a better marriage man you want that marriage that you think is perfect where y'all don't argue so much you're not fighting so much you love each other you have this intimacy that can only be found in marriage and but you're not willing to put date night as a priority you're not willing to get off your phone at night You're not willing to spend time with each other. You're not willing to speak their love language. You're not willing to plant the seeds that will give you a good marriage. But instead, you're doing the same thing that's giving you an average marriage or a bad marriage, and you're continuing to do these things expecting a different result. Well, let me tell you, you will harvest the same kind that you plant. For some of you, you want your kids to grow up to be godly but you put other things in front of God and to your kids all the time. You might not. It's hard for you to get them into church. It's hard for you to talk about spiritual things as a family. Well, guess what? If you don't plant seeds that are gonna get you godly kids later, you'll never see it because you're gonna harvest the same kind that you plant. Does this make sense? For some of you, you want to get out of debt and you want to be better with your finances, but you're still spending on a credit card and you're still spending outside of your means. Well, the Bible would teach us that if we can plant some good seeds of having good finances and being wise with our finances, that we will reap a harvest of that later. We will plant or we will harvest the same kind that we plant. That's just how it works. The Bible says this in uh, Genesis chapter 11, or chapter one, verse 11, it says this. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation. This was literally 11 verses into the Bible, God's creating things. And it said, every sort of seed-bearing fruit and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that's what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. God was setting forth a principle. He was setting forth a rhythm of life. It says this in Job. My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same thing. It says this in Galatians, we just read it. Don't be misled, you can't mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Listen to me, don't expect a different harvest than the seeds that you planted. If you want a better marriage, plant good marriage seeds. If you want godly kids, man, put them in that environment. Plant those seeds. If you want your life to change, you have to understand that you're going to harvest the same kind that you plant. So we harvest what we don't plant. We harvest the same kind that we plant. This is a third one. This one's hard for us. We harvest in a different season than we plant. We harvest in a different season than we plant. It says this in Genesis chapter eight. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and there will be harvest, cold and heat. Lord Jesus, bring the cold. My gosh, right now, right? summer and winter, day and night. Again, Genesis, God's establishing a rhythm. He's establishing expectations. He's establishing things that he's set in motion. And part of that is there will be a season of harvest, but there has to be a season of planting before there can be a season of harvest. And you're always gonna harvest in a different season than when you plant. Don't we get frustrated when we don't see results quick enough? How many of y'all have ever done this? This is moment of honesty here. All right. We're all on the same team. How many of you have started a diet or you've started working out and you did it for about a week and you're like, I haven't lost a pound. And you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. How have you ever done that? Come on, raise your hand. Why? Because we didn't see results. I'm like, I am not putting myself through hell right now if I'm not getting results. Well, how about this? I'll propose to you. Maybe you weren't in a harvest season. Maybe you were still in a planting season because you always harvest in a different season than you plant. That's just how God designed life. That's what He does. How many of you have, like, man, I, okay, I want a better marriage. We're going to start going to therapy together. We need to get some stuff right. You go to two sessions of marriage counseling and you're like, man, things are looking different. This counseling stuff doesn't work. Well, You are still in a planting season. You haven't even had enough time. The incubation period hasn't ended yet for you to see the harvest. How many of y'all actually like to garden? We kill things at our house. We don't like to garden. You plant, a, you plant a seed in the ground. The next day, it doesn't pop up and start producing fruit. No, you have to, it takes time. And all of a sudden you get a little sprout that pops out of the ground. And you're like, Lord Jesus, please don't let anything kill this precious little plant, right? And then you have to take care of it, take care of it. And all of a sudden, in a different season, you're able to harvest what you planted. That's a law of the harvest. So let me encourage you. Continue to plant good seeds. If you're in a planting season, continue to plant good seeds. Continue to press into that marriage. Continue to invest in your kids. Continue to be wise with their finances. Continue showing up to the gym and eating healthy and all this stuff because at some point it's going to turn and you're going to reap a harvest. That's why the Bible says this in Galatians chapter nine. Let's not get tired of doing what is good because when you're planting, It's tiring. When you're doing the work it takes to get something that you want in your life, it's tiring, it's exhausting. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get tired of planting. Don't get tired of taking care of these seeds because at just the right time, you, what does that say? Will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. You will reap a harvest. You just can't stop. So when it gets hard, press a little harder. When things get difficult, don't give up because you're going to harvest in a different season and you have to be okay with that. Last year for our church, if you're not on our texting service because you don't serve or whatever, you know, you'll, you'll get added when you start serving. So y'all should start serving so we can start texting you, all right? So anyway, I'd send a text out. Last week was amazing. We had 90 people here last week. I don't, yeah, come on now. You're really going to clap in a second because a year ago last week, we were meeting on Sunday nights my goodness, were we in a planting season? Yes. And it was hard, sweat on my brow. Steph and I wanted to stop several times and our friends would talk us out of it, right? And that's what, that was just what it was. A year ago last week, you know how many people total? And I'm counting pregnant people twice and I'm counting the dogs and the cats, everything. Every living thing at our church, there was 35 people there. 35. We were in a season of planting. Well, guess what? We got little sprouts coming out of the ground right now, guys, because we're entering into a season of harvest. Come on, give God a hand. Last week, 90 people, that's almost triple. That's amazing. I love that. And you know what? We're going to reap a harvest because we're not stopping. If you don't like us, I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave because I am here. I'm going to die here. All right. I love this place. And listen, if you don't give up, you win. If you don't give up, you win. Don't stop. You're never gonna harvest in the same season that you plant, all right? That's the third one. So we harvest what we do not plant. We harvest the same kind that we plant. We harvest in a different season than we plant, and this is where it starts to get fun. Number four, and some of y'all might get a little, just bear with me, okay? We harvest more than we plant. We harvest more than we plant. This is where it gets really fun. Now, told you. I brought an apple here. This is a good old Honeycrisp apple. Jo- I forgot it today. So Jordan, Brother Jordan back there left and got me an apple. He got me a few apples. Actually, I don't know where the other ones went, but this is a Honeycrisp. Now, uh, I love ap- I like Honeycrisp apples. I don't eat any other apples, but I love a Honeycrisp apple. Now, here's what I know. If I cut into this apple, what am I going to find in the middle? Okay, perfect. Can y'all see these seeds right here? Okay. Now, let me get, here's one. Here's a seed right here. It's tiny. Now, I want, I want, want y'all to hear something, okay? And I want you to listen to me, pay attention. I can see the seeds inside this apple, right? Like you can look up here, you can see there's several of them. There's probably about 10 seeds in this apple. But what I can't see are the apples inside this one seed. Harvest always exponentially increases what you plant. Some of you, you look at your life and all you can see is a seed. But the laws of the harvest would tell us that we're always gonna harvest more than we plant. Why? Because even though you might see a little seed, God looks at this and he sees an orchard. He sees what this seed can become because we can plant this seed and we can grow an apple tree. And that apple tree is going to produce several apples that are each going to have seeds that are going to produce several apple trees. That are going to, those trees are going to produce more apples. And it's almost infinite what can be found in this little seed. You're always going to harvest more than you plant. And it goes both ways. You're going to harvest more than you plant. God looks at your life and he sees an orchard. So keep sowing into your marriage. Why? Because you're not just going to have a great marriage. Man, if you keep sowing good seeds into your marriage, you're going to harvest something even better than you could have imagined. Keep sowing into your kids. Keep doing the things of God with your kids. Keep getting them into an environment where they can experience God. Why? Because you can change your family tree. It doesn't matter the mistakes you've made, it can turn around just like that. Why? Because we can sow, we can reap more than we sow. That's the way it works. God puts fruit bearing trees whenever we we harvest, we're harvesting fruit bearing trees. Things that keep producing life, it exponentially increases in our life. That's how God's kingdom works. And so what was a problem? Your dad may have struggled with alcohol, but you can break that today and your kids can serve God. You're going to harvest more than what you plant. You're going to harvest more than what you plant. Keep being faithful. But the opposite is also true. How many of y'all have ever experienced severe consequences for something that seemed like a little bitty mistake? Right? Like some of us, we've made a little mistake and we may have lied about something and that lie wasn't very big, but you will harvest what you plant. You planted a little lie. Well, guess what? That brother's going to grow up and it's going to have some friends with it. And that consequence is a lot more severe than that little lie that you told. Because you're always going to harvest more than what you plant. It says this in Proverbs. Those who plant injustice, just a little bit, like just a little injustice, they will harvest disaster. Like it works both ways. So you're always going to harvest more than you plant. So as your pastor... I'm begging you, please plant good seeds. Plant seeds that are gonna pay dividends later plant good seeds in your marriage, plant good seeds in your kids, plant good seeds with your finances, with every aspect of your life, because you're going to see an increase on that later on in your life. And I'm not promising you're going to be rich before you say all that. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that, but I think you can be blessed. And I think that you can do things God's way. And when we do things God's way, man, God blesses us. So we harvest what we don't plant. We harvest the same kind that we plant. We harvest in a different season that we plant. We harvest more than we plant. And this is a good one too. Number five, we harvest in proportion to what we plant. So here's what that means. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse six. Remember this, a farmer who only plants a few seeds gets a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. If we plant nothing, we get nothing. If we plant a lot, we harvest a lot. That's how it works. Here's what I know. If you want abundance in your marriage, if you want it in your relationships with your kids, with your personal health, your mental health, your spiritual life, any area of your life, if you want abundance, scatter the seed. But if you always want your marriage to be in need, your relationships to be in need, your kids to be in need, your personal health to be in need, your mental health to be in need, your spiritual health in need, then hoard your seeds. Don't plant them. Do nothing. But nothing's going to change. But if you want to see an an increase in your life, in your marriage, and these different areas of your life, you have to scatter the seed because you are going to harvest in proportion to what you plant. Does this make sense? Like you can't expect to change a lot if you don't do a lot of stuff to change. It, it's, it's almost so simple that, that it, it seems hard to believe, but it's so true. Some of you aren't seeing a good marriage because you're not planting anything. You're just existing the way that it is. Some of you, your relationships are suffering because you're not investing in anything. Some of you, your health is exactly the same. You're not investing anything, but you have to plant the seeds. And you have to plant a lot of seeds if you want to see a proportional growth in your life. That's how it works. That's how it works. Now the, so we harvest what we don't plant. We harvest the same kind that we plant. We harvest in a different season than we plant. We harvest more than we plant. We harvest in proportion to what we plant. Here's number six. We reap the full harvest of the good seeds only if we persevere. The evil comes to harvest all on its own. When we plant intentional seeds, listen to me, it requires work, When you plant something in a garden, it requires work. There are things that want to take out that seed. There's bugs, there's a lack of water, there's shade, a lack of sunlight, there's weeds that will get in and kill your precious little flowers and your your whatever you plant in your garden, right? Like there's stuff that wants to kill your plant. And it requires more work to see the harvest of the good seeds because you're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to clear out the field, you're going to have to water it. You're going to have to maybe move it and put it in better soil. You might have to, to prune some tree branches off of that thing. I don't know what I'm talking about, but right? Like there's stuff that you have to do. It requires more work. Now, how many dads in here love a good looking lawn in your front lawn? Come on now. I like it. I don't, I don't have one, but I would like to have one, right? But if you don't do anything, what will happen to your front lawn? Huh? Die. But what will grow instead of the grass? Weeds, in all of my life, I don't think I've ever seen anyone plant a weed seed. Well, that sounds weird, (laughs) but (laughs) some of y'all are like, well, you don't know me in college. I'm joking. I've never seen someone have to plant a seed that would eventually grow into a weed, right? Like, it's just not how it works. Weeds grow all on their own. Those things don't require anything and they don't actually give you anything either. It's so easy for a weed to grow and it's so hard for the good stuff to grow. And listen, if you want your life to be filled with good harvest and good crops, things that you can eat off of and things that will sustain you in life, it's gonna require work. The bad stuff will grow all on its own you don't have to try. If you go in my front yard right now, it looked amazing when we moved in and the weeds are slowly just starting to make their way through my yard, right? And they're just getting bigger and bigger because I don't, it ain't my house. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get out there and do the work. I don't care that much. But some of us, man, we're reaping a harvest of weeds and it's choking out the good stuff in our life. But you need to do the work, do the work to get rid of that stuff. Do the work to get rid of the bugs that are infecting your life. Get, get rid of the stuff. Put your life in an environment where there's plenty of sunlight and water and see what God does. Do the work and you'll reap the full harvest. If you don't, the weeds will take over. The bugs will take over. It, it won't happen. But God's law says, we will reap a full harvest of good seeds only if we persevere. If we keep going, Galatians 6, 9, we've read it three times already this morning. You will reap a harving of blessing if you don't give up. If you do the work, we have to do the work of protecting the seeds that we're planting because that's what it requires. We harvest what we don't plant. We harvest the same kind that we plant. We harvest in a different season than we plant. We harvest more than we plant. We harvest in proportion to what we plant. We reap the full harvest of the good seeds if we persevere. And the last one is this. And listen, this is this you need to accept this today if this is you. We can't do anything about last year's harvest, but we can about this year's. You can't do anything about the past. What happened last year what happened last season, but you can this year. Some of us, we've really messed up last year's harvest. We really messed up something in the past. And we feel broken. We feel like there's no way that God can redeem what I've messed up. I can't. There's no way they'll forgive me. There's no way I'll have a good marriage again. You don't understand what I did. You don't understand the mistakes I made with my kids. like you just don't understand the, how bad my finances are. Well, listen, there's not anything we can do about last year's harvest, but there's something that we can do about this year's harvest. Here's what it says in Hebrews chapter six. "When the ground sucks, soaks up the falling rain, it bears a good crop for the farmer. It has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it's useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and he'll burn it. And let me just tell you guys something right now. If that's you, holy moly, about how to, here we go, I'll just do this. If that's you, if you like, feel like you're, you've only harvested bad, you've only harvested something that's produced thorns and thistles, good Lord, don't fall off the stage. It's time for you, listen to me, it's time for you to burn the field and move on it's time for you to get rid of what happened in the past and for you to start walking in what God has for you in your life because the devil wants to keep you in the field that's full of thorns and full of thistles He wants to keep you in a field that's full of bugs, that's full of of weeds, that's full of things that are only choking out the good stuff in your life. Well, I think God brought you to church today, if that's you, to remind you that, hey, burn the field, go find another one and start over. And when God is in the picture, we always have another chance to plant in a different field. Does that mean that you're gonna be free from consequences? No. No you might still have some consequences from the seeds that you planted. But there's a whole difference between facing those consequences when you feel like you're alone and you feel like you have no help and you feel like, man, there's just nothing I can do and facing those consequences with some hope and with a family around you, with God's word behind you, with this Holy Spirit inside of you, that's a whole nother ball game. And some of you today, there's something in your past, I can feel this in my spirit right now, there's something in your past seeds that you've planted that you've not moved on from and today's the day today's the day we burn the field today's the day we leave it behind and go hey I can't do anything about that I'm going to accept it I'm going to accept my responsibility but I'm going to start planting some good seeds and I think some of you need to do that today you need to figure out, like, man, I, I can't. I, like, I made this mistake in my past, I keep apologizing for it, and I've just not been able to move on. Well, guess what, today, move on. Don't pretend like it didn't happen, don't avoid it. Intentionally make the decision today. I'm gonna light this thing on fire, I'm gonna burn the field, and I'm gonna move on to a new place. Listen, in your marriage, you can have a great marriage from this day forward. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. Let's work on that. But let's start a new field. Let's plant some new seeds. Let's do the work it takes to have a good marriage. Some of you, you made some mistakes in your past. Okay, let's own it. Let's go, I'm I'm gonna be a different person. I'm gonna plant some new seeds in a new field. I'm gonna see some new growth in my life and I'm gonna be a different person come this next season. Some of you, your finances Man, I want to, I want to tithe, I want to give, I wanna, I wanna invest financially, and you just don't have the means. Well, hey, let's start now. Let's get the scissors out, baby. Let's make Dave Ramsey smile and let's cut some credit cards up in this place. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's do something about it. Let's let's start something new. Let's plant some new seeds. For some of you, your kids, man, you're just hurting so bad because your kids are struggling and you feel like you messed them all up. Well, guess what? Own what you did but burn the field and let's start planting some new seeds with our kids. Instead of yelling at them, how about we just go out and have a donut today? Come on, let's do something. Like let's let's plant some new seeds. Let's start some new things in here because that's what God wants. So I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes in this place. We're gonna wrap up here in a second. Listen, I want you to know that we're here for you. This place is a place where you can find a new field to start planting in. And it has nothing to do with the name outside this church. It has everything to do with a God inside this church. He wants to give you a second chance today. So here's what I want. I wanna pray for you guys today. Maybe as I was talking, God was bringing some stuff up in your life and you were thinking, man, there are some things that I need to, I need to restart on. I need to restart planting in a new field. I'm talking to Christians and non-Christians, by the way, right now. And if you would just be honest and say, Clint, there is a field that I have royally messed up and I need to start planting in a new field today in any aspect of your life. If that's you, come on, raise your hand. I wanna pray for you. No one's looking around. Come on, if that's you, if there's a new field that you need to be planting in, don't be shy. Put your hands down. God, I pray right now. I pray your Holy Spirit would just be doing the work it needs to do in the hearts right now. These feels that we feel like we've messed up and that we can't get back. God, that feeling is a lie from the devil. And we tell the devil he has to flee right now in Jesus' name. The truth is that you always give us a second chance. And so, God, I pray for the people that raise their hands, that that feel like they need a fresh start. They need to start planting seed in good field, good seed in good field, and they need to do the work it takes to change certain aspects of their life. God, I pray you would give them the boldness. I pray that you would help give them the perseverance, God, that you would help them plant the right seeds, protect the right seeds, God, so that they can produce the type of fruit that you've called them to. And so God, I ask right now that you would just begin to cultivate their hearts and that you would help them do something today. Not wait, but whatever they need to plant today, they'd start right now. And they'd commit to seeing it through to harvest. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed still, um, maybe you're in here and you've never started a relationship with Jesus. And let me tell you, That is the only way to see your full potential in your life. That's the only way uh, to see the harvest is through relationship with Jesus. Because here's what's gonna happen. You might have a harvest without knowing Jesus, but you will always feel unfulfilled. And maybe for you, you want to start a relationship with Jesus right now. If that's you on the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up, put it back down. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you to come up here, but I want to help lead you in a prayer. They're going to help articulate maybe what's going on in your heart. So if you want to start a relationship with Jesus today, come on, on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. You can raise it, put it back down. Here we go. I see you. And if you raise your hand just silently in your heart, these these words aren't magical but this is a way to articulate what God might be doing in your heart. You can say this, and dear God, I need a fresh start. I give you my life. I thank you for saving me, for dying on the cross, for paying my debt, and I invite you into my life. And in the best way I know how, I will live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God a hand, somebody. Yeah, that was awesome.